Welcome to The Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guest offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Welcome, everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Gift of Choice. Now, I want to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy day to spend time here with us on the show. And, you know, it's a reminder that we all have choice. It's something that sometimes we forget. Now, there are only two Mondays left in this year, in 2015. And so I thought I would do a summary of all of the wedges of the self-empowerment wheel that we've been working on all year. So that's what we're going to do in the next two shows here in December. Now, in the past, I had spent about a minute or so on a breathing meditation. The shows are only 30 minutes now because I am really concerned about spending so much time listening to podcasts because there's a lot of stuff to listen to out there. So I really want to make sure that I'm not adding to your stress level by having an hour show to listen to. So I've reduced the the time of the show to about 30 minutes or so. What I would ask you to do is to take time yourself, some time today. In fact, as often as you can do it, I mean, that would be great. But take time to just stop, to just breathe. There's nothing else that you need to do. I give you permission, and I would ask you to give that gift to yourself. Even though we're not going to do it on the show anymore, I know that you can do it certainly on your own. And if you do want to listen to you know, me guiding you through that process, you can listen to any one of the shows on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes prior to October of this year. And I go through the meditations yet on those shows because they're longer. Now I also want to remind people that the Gift of Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I want you to take what fits for you and let go of the rest. The Gift of Choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either, and I always want to preface every show with that little reminder for people. So let's dive into our content. In taking a look at the self-empowerment wheel here at the Gift of Choice over the last year, we've talked about a lot of things. So let's begin with just sort of a recap of what is self-empowerment. You know, self-empowerment to me, in its simplest form, means that you're taking charge of all aspects of your life. Your work life, your personal relationships, colleagues, you know, your relationships with your supervisors, with your body. And if you're struggling with an illness, your relationship with that illness and how you care for yourself. How much you love yourself. That unconditional love that isn't always so easy to get to. It always, it usually has to begin with self-acceptance. Because really, once you begin accepting who you are, then you can get into the self-love piece. It's all about choice and knowing that you have control over your destiny. Now, it sounds obvious, you know, that that we should all feel self-empowered, right? But you know what? 
gets difficult sometimes. Life gets in the way, right? We don't always take care of ourselves. We don't always love ourselves. We don't always accept ourselves. Because, you know, life just kind of takes over and something else takes priority. Another piece of the whole self-empowerment definition to me is hanging on to the power that you do have not giving your power away so notice if you're the kind of person who has a really difficult time ever saying no (laughs) that like no isn't in your vocabulary you want to please everyone You, you maybe are concerned about what other people would think about you if you did or didn't do something it's that external locus of control to me people who really are feeling self-empowered say no when it's appropriate to say no because it's a choice and don't feel like you have to say yes to everybody because in a way that that gives your power away being your authentic self who you really are meant to be and saying no when it's appropriate to me is part of self-empowerment So when we began talking about the self-empowerment wheel this year, one of our first topics and our first uh, months uh, back in February, I think, was on money. And I think we started with money because it's kind of a hot button for a lot of people. And it's one of those things that's very fluid. You know, money is, is really just energy anyway. It comes and it goes and it comes and it goes it's not usually very static it's a dynamic thing just like our thoughts I realize that our thoughts are variable as well we can't always be happy or be in that highest level of vibration or feel really good about everything especially when it comes to how you feel about money you know I often use the the ruler analogy with my clients that 12 inch ruler that I know I've talked about on the show before so uh, let me just refresh your memory in case you've not heard it before or or if you have it's been probably a few months so I ask people to imagine or to actually take a physical 12 inch ruler and I ask them to imagine that the 12 inch end of the ruler is what they want maybe all in this case all the money that they want and the zero, the where the ruler begins, is total lack. It's just nothing. <laughs> they don't have what it's what you don't want. And and in the case of money, it's you know, not not enough money. And then in the middle there's that six inch mark. Put a line, or at least imagine a line at that six inch mark. And the goal would be for us to stay as much of the time in the 6 to 12 inch side or end of the ruler than the lower end, the 0 to 6 inches. We can't be at 12 inches all the time. But to to have your predominant way of feeling be in that 6 to 12 inch mark is really a good place to be. You know, some days you might be a a 6.2, some days you might be an 11, you know, but you're not always going to be the same because it is a, a fluid thing. So in terms of this analogy, think about your emotions and how you feel 
around money. How do you feel when you look at your wallet or your checkbook or your bank account? Does it matter how much is in there to you? And really, it really doesn't matter how much is in there at the time. What's important is how you feel. So are you grateful that you have, you know, $2 in your wallet? Or do you feel lack and negative emotion because there's not more in there? Being grateful for what you have, you know, gratitude opens up miracles that are just beyond our imaginations. They really are. And the way I see it, it's not about the money in terms of the currency, the dollar amount or the coins or the whatever, you know, currency system you you relate to, but it's about that feeling and therefore about the vibration that you're offering out to God and the universe. So do you trust that everything is okay? Everything will be okay. There'll be enough to pay the bills, all of that. Or do you worry more about the worst case scenario? Do you have this icky feeling when you look at your bills or when something comes in the mail? Of course, we all like to get money in the mail rather than bills in the mail. But notice how you feel. And being grateful for where you are at this moment. Because really, at this moment in time is all that really matters. So often we spend time thinking about what will be or what maybe has been in the past. And when we're thinking about the future and what will be, most of the time people don't feel good about it. That's where that feeling of lack and fear comes in. And there's nothing that blocks abundance more, nothing, than fear. So if you are a person who's in that sort of place, and and we all are from time to time, you know, work on that. Ask, you know, for your guides, maybe Archangel Michael, to help you with the fear so that you can get past that and get to the feeling of gratitude and safety and security, financial security. So after money, after we talked about money, we talked about a few things that are actually kind of related. We talked about relationships, beauty, sensuality, sexuality, and you know what? They really all begin, in my mind, with loving yourself. And oftentimes, in fact most of the time, I think people have to begin with accepting themselves. Because you can't love yourself if you don't accept yourself. And if you don't love yourself, it's really hard for other people to love you. So that's sort of the relationship peeps. Maybe there are blocks that are keeping you from having the relationship you want. Maybe you're in a relationship, but it doesn't really feed your soul. Looking inside and taking some time to reflect is really a good thing. You know, there are some people who are waiting for Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect, right? And they want that white picket fence around their house and they want this, that, and the other thing. But really, I think perfection is overrated, for one thing. And how a person, you know, looks. There's that beauty piece. You know, that physical appearance of someone, it's 
more about the feeling because if you fall in love that person all of a sudden looks so much more attractive to you now they don't look any different really but you feel different and so it appears different and they're so much more attractive than they were before in your mind because it's about that feeling you know and some people who want a relationship end up sabotaging their relationship or or blocking it in some way sometimes that goes back to those limiting beliefs you know we're going to talk more about relationships as it relates to beauty sensuality and sexuality right after this first break so I'm Bonnie Gressel here at the gift of choice and we're going to be right back Making a difference in the world is a noble goal, but one that's often easier said than done. Cultural catalyst and author John Logan works with individuals and organizations who have the desire to become leaders in life and business. John's professional speaking, training, and coaching services will help you develop the skills you need to affect positive change at work and in your community. Awaken your inspiration and begin your journey today. Contact John at MotivationInnovation.com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by MNB Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Well, welcome back to The Gift of Choice. I'm Bonnie Gressel, your host. Just before the break, we were talking about relationships. Now, I have a question to ask you. Would you like to go out on a date with you? Think about that. It really tells us a lot about how we feel about relationships, how we feel about ourselves, how much we love ourselves. So think about, would you like to go on a date with yourself? Because how you feel about you is what you're projecting out into your environment. We get back what we put out there, right? And another thing I'd like you to think about is, think about being alone. Do you like being with yourself? Now, being alone and being lonely are two very different things. So being alone can actually be a really wonderful experience. I love being alone. I mean, I love my husband and, you know, but when he's like gone golfing for the day, oh my goodness, it's like I have a free day. It's awesome because I'm alone. Now, I've, in my previous marriage, I had experienced the lonely stuff. That's very, very different. You know, my husband at the time was always there, but I always felt alone. I always felt lonely. And so it's a very different feeling, very different vibe. So talking about beauty and sensuality and sexuality, which really feeds into relationships, I'd ask you to think about, because we talked about this on the show several months ago, what does beauty mean to you? What does it look like to you? Is it physical appearance? Is it a sincere, joyful, loving personality? 
Is it a story or an experience? Is it a poem that touches you? A sunset that takes your breath away? A heartwarming experience that you had? A newborn baby? Or the bond between two people? Beauty can be so many different things. In our, in our culture, in our media, often focuses on just one little piece. It focuses on the physical, the physical appearance. What would make you say, oh, that's just beautiful? It's not just physical appearance. Now, because our culture and the media, you know, living here in the United States, I don't, I can't speak for other countries, but the whole physical appearance piece has gotten blown way out of proportion. I mean, for years, we've, you know, the models look different and, you know, the, all the, the photoshopping that can be done on, on, on pictures now. Body shaming is something that's, that's really come into the media in the last few years. And body shame. I mean, body shaming happens everywhere, pretty much to everyone at one time or another. And oftentimes it's leveled against women. They're sh- being shamed for being too, too, too something, right? Too skinny, too tall, too short, for having big boobs or no boobs, for having body hair or, or not having body hair, for being unfeminine, for being too sexy or not sexy enough, for being prudish or smart. I mean, there's all different kinds of ways that body shaming happens. And fat shaming is a specific form of body shaming. Fat shaming is the practice of criticizing people for, you know, publicly especially for being too fat. And I don't even know who defines what too fat is, but to that person who is shaming that, shaming someone, they think that person is too fat. You know, there are folks that think that it's it's a, it's fine. It's okay to embarrass someone, to shame them for not looking a certain way. And I think that, that we've gotten to a really sad place in our society because of that. So now, let me ask you something. If you could Photoshop yourself right now, in real life, like it actually happened, what would you change? I mean, many of us would want to change something, you know, our nose or our hair or something like that. But if you truly do love yourself, maybe you wouldn't change anything. You know, because there's there's beauty in all of you. The other thing that that I think we don't pay enough attention to in the society is inner beauty. You know, we're so focused on the external body appearance, physical appearance of people. I mean, that's why we have such an issue with eating disorders in this country because people who have eating disorders I mean there's lots of things that play into that obviously but when they look at themselves in the mirror they don't really see what other people see they see themselves as looking too fat or too thin or too something so that's it it's a really it really feeds no pun intended it really feeds eating disorders So let's look at the internal beauty because I think we so often don't pay attention to it. Certainly the media doesn't pay attention to it. Have you ever noticed 
that maybe there's a, a couple, like a, a you know, a, two partners, man and woman, or or same sex doesn't really matter, and one is seemingly very physically attractive, and one is not. Okay. There's the inner beauty. In that situation, they see each other's inner beauty. Some of us, maybe on the outside, see the physical appearance beauty. But it's only one little piece. So acknowledge that feeling of beauty, that inner beauty. Someone who's just genuinely authentic, sincere, just a nice person. It's an energy thing. You just want to be around them. That's inner beauty. So what kind of inner beauty are you sharing with the world? Because you are. You just have to notice it. And then sensuality and sexuality really feeds into all of these things that we were talking about in the previous wedges. And in my mind, in order to feel sexy or to, you know, have your libido um, at a range where you'd like it, you have to feel sensual first. So feeling sensual helps you to feel sexy. And it all goes back to that self-love piece. It starts there. And there are so many things that you can feel sensual about that aren't your physical body, obviously. It's like a really good chocolate or a really good glass of wine. Lots of food can make us feel sensual. That's why we go, mmm, I love that, you know? That's a sensual feeling around food. And maybe there are kinesthetic things, foot rubs, massages. You know, when my husband rubs my feet, oh my gosh, that feels so good. That's a sensual feeling. And maybe there are visual things like sunsets. Did you ever stop? Just stop because the sunset was so beautiful. That's sensual. And then the olfactory things, the the smells, right? The smell of fresh rain. Um, certain perfumes or things if people are into that and the auditory stuff the music the music that moves you that makes you just feel feel good and feeling pretty dressing up or putting makeup on or having a good hair day lots of things create sensuality sensuality is really an attitude and anything really can be a sensual experience It's how you perceive it, what you make of it, how you hold yourself, what you think of yourself. There's that self-love again. It's more than just feeling comfortable in your own skin. You feel good in your own skin. That fresh, alive feeling, radiant, bringing that smile to your face or a giggle. That's, I think, a precursor to sexuality. So think about how, you know, what sensual experiences you allow yourself to enjoy on a regular basis. Because if you want to, you know, if you're a sexual being and you really want to enjoy that, you have to start inside. It has to start with you. And when you smile, when you're feeling good, you give that glow, that good energy. And others can feel it. It makes you sexier. So somewhere 
out there when you know when someone gives you negative energy maybe they're frowning or their shoulders are down and there's no bounce in their step do we find them very attractive and desirable probably not on the other hand when we see someone alive the charisma just oozes out of them they're smiling they're vibrant they're obviously happy and loving life they become very hot handsome sexy desirable almost irresistible that's the kind of sensuality leading to sex to sexuality that I'm talking about and we can control that because it's all a choice you know and sure I love it when my husband says you're so sexy because it makes me feel good but you know what he's more apt to say that when I feel good and I'm smiling and I'm in a good mood anyway because I'm more sexy then one of the last wedges that we had this year was the ability to create and I wanted to talk about that a little bit while we were talking about this whole sensuality sexuality um, you know relationships all that stuff because I think even though it was at the end of the year that we talked about it it really fits with the things that we talked about earlier in the year you know exercising that right side of your brain that ability to create you know dance or draw even doodling writing expressing yourself in any way you want to I think when and this is just a, a Bonnieism again but I think when we are in a place where we create what it does is it lends itself to feeling sensual which then lends itself to sexuality and relationships and again and I know I've said this several times on today's show I really do believe that it has to start inside it has to start with us that self-love piece and you know if you're not in a place where you can love yourself no worries because you have to be able to accept yourself first so let's start there work on accepting yourself as you are and then the self-love is easier then the unconditional love which is sort of the top of the mountain becomes even easier so the first six months or so of the year these are the things that we talked about with our self-empowerment wheel so I'm going to continue next week's show which will be the last show in this year um, with sort of the second part of the year the, the second six months and we'll begin talking about um, taking care of ourselves emotional physical cognitive health and those sorts of of topics this this show was sort of the the juicy stuff I think and next show is going to be a little bit more stuff you probably know but maybe need a little reminder on just so that we're all practicing self-care and as we get into the new year 2016 um, I've got some great things lined up for 2016. I'm so excited. And we're going to keep these shows to 30 minutes or so. And also, we're going to, I'm going to make them live early in the morning so that if you're the kind of person who likes to listen to a podcast on your drive to work or whatever, that you can do that with this show. You don't have to set apart separate time. We can multitask a little bit if you want to listen in the car or at the gym or whatever so I want to keep it short succinct valuable content for you so that you can truly have the life that you deserve 
So until next time, blessings everyone. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com.